the pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs, for discovery brings with it the penalties of society, shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie, they can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law, or discovery, or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick, and a new guy looking for kicks. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. Last off, guys. What up, what up, what up? This is Dre. This is Sushi. That was a super awkward pause, bro. Yo. What? What do you mean, what? You know what an awkward pause is? What? (laughs) (laughs) What language are you speaking right now, bro? I don't know, man. You threw me off. I mean, you threw me off. (laughs) We have it on record. We can play it back and see who's right. All right. Should we start over or what? Nah, I mean, we're already here. All right, we're here. That's not how I wanted to start it. It's not how I visualize it going. No, yeah, it's no. cool, though. Yeah. It's cool that we recognize it, and now we can address the issue. And then we move on. I think that's the beauty of the show. You know, We do everything kind of live on the spot. Right, kind of live. Kind of live on the spot, right? Yeah, we're live on the air right now. Have we had a meeting like in between shows in the last like month or two? We're kind of just winging it at this point, right? We are. We do talk on the phone a lot, though, and we talk about the show most of the time that we're talking. Have you had to talk me off the ledge? <laughs> no, la- no, you have gotten better. I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, I'll give you your credit where it's due, man. Yeah, my level of not giving a fuck went up. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because it was like one of those things where I was like, all right. Fuck it. This is what it's going to be. I'm an idiot. Get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you definitely leaned into, you know, the most interesting parts of your personality. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like interesting was like a a word of a... (laughs) Uh, well, it's kind of like a sparing word. It was like the the way our guest described your cat today. Oh, it yeah. was a nice way to say it. <laughs> Speaking of our guest, nice segue, by the way. You like that, huh? I did. See, I don't know if they're still nice after we call them out, but it's cool. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. You kind of like, yeah, walked it back right now. Nice segue, but you ruined it. Yeah, it's what we do. <laughs> so you were saying our guest today is. A very special guest, actually. Um, a good friend of mine, known him for a very, very long time. And his name is Tommy. What do you prefer? Thomas? Tom? Tom Tommy's good. Tommy's good. Tommy uh, is a good friend of mine, and Tommy is a recovery expert. And he's here today to just chop it up with us and maybe answer a couple of questions I know I have. So, um, Awesome. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I like how you put that. I'm a recovery expert. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I, I guess I am that. Huh? Yeah. You are. Yeah. You've earned those stripes. So what is it exactly that, that you know, your job as a recovery expert entails? Well, I'm a therapist right now at South Miami Recovery. Mm-hmm. So basically I work with individuals and groups, uh, people trying to recover from substance abuse or alcohol use. You know, and I, I'm in recovery myself four and a half years. Congratulations. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so I kind of have a added experience that uh, helps out with that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that probably plays a huge part in what you do, right? The fact that you can speak from a place of experience, right? Absolutely, man. A lot of times when I'm sitting in the group with, with my clients, man, I feel like I'm just another client with them because mm -hmm. I relate to 90% of the stuff they're talking about, man, because I, I lived it myself. Right. It's interesting that you call them clients and not patients. I feel like that's a little more empowering, right? Yeah, yeah. Patience, you, you think more you're in a hospital, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're sick, you're uh, clients, we're helping them, you know, improve their lives. Mm. Um, is, addition, is addiction a sickness? I believe so. Yeah. yeah I believe it's a chronic brain disease. Mm -hmm. um, some people would think otherwise, but uh, there's a lot of research. Uh, there's a lot of the... You know, SAMHSA, the National Institute of Drug Abuse, uh, all, all listed as a chronic brain disease. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And what does that mean, chronic brain disease? Exactly? So that means that, that it, it could, can be deadly, and mm -hmm. it's a relapsing brain disease, which means that it, it can't come back once you put it in remission. Mm -hmm. um, there's no cure for this, mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's, there's really no uh, set a reason why addiction happens. There's uh, theories, right? And there's risk factors, mm -hmm. but I can't tell who's going to be an addict over another person mm -hmm. uh, based on just, you know, uh, who they are or what they've done. Meaning environment doesn't necessarily that's one, dictate. That's one risk factor that will increase the chances. Right. Um, another one is the onset of the, the first use. So if you're using drugs uh, at a young age or alcohol at a young age, mm -hmm. your brain is not fully developed yet. Mm. So um, you're very impulsive as, as, a, as a younger person, as an adolescent. You, you, uh, you go for the rewards more than, than uh, the consequences affecting you. So you're like, hey, this feels good. I'm, I'm going to keep on doing it. Right. You know, whereas if you wait till, you know, upwards of 21, 22, your brain is more developed where you're able to um kind of deal with the consequences a little bit better that's not to say that you're not going to develop an addiction right but the chances decrease uh, tremendously i was in a convention in los angeles this was like maybe six seven years ago um and i met it was a group of police officers right yeah. who were or ex-police officers or whatever but they were campaigning for the government to legalize all drugs, yeah. all illegal drugs. Right. And uh, I guess their logic is that if it's so readily available, then people won't seek it out as much. I, right. I'm not really sure how that logic works, but right. what do you think about like radical methods? Well, it, I, 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 in my own opinion, I, I would agree with that. Mm. Legalize it, you know, mm. are you able to... to uh, uh, regulate it. Regulate it, yeah, mm. I'm looking for that word, regulate it. And this has been done in, in other countries, you know, in, in Paraguay, right? So okay. they legalized everything and, you know, crime went down, you know, uh, addiction rates, uh, overdose rates, everything went down. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's already, and they did it in like 2001 or something like that. And, you know, the proof is there. Yeah. What's the, like, what's, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head around why. Like, how would that thing... Because, you know, my, my gut instinct when the cop approached me, because they had a booth at the convention or whatever, right. and, you know, they were approaching people as they walked by. So when she, she first approached me and she told me the idea, I was like, you're crazy. You're going to legalize crack? Right. You're fucking crazy, you right. know? So, and I still, I don't think I've been able to wrap my head around the why, right. you know? And now you say that in Paraguay, this has actually been put to, to the test yes. and it's actually come out positive. Yes. 
you know, uh, I'm trying to figure out why that is. So what, what's your yeah. theory on that? Well, I mean, based on the illegal activity, right? Uh, uh, you look at our prisons, everybody's in there for, for, for drugs, yeah. for selling drugs. Right. Right. We have the biggest uh, uh, amount of prisoners uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. And we have a small po- portion of the population. Mm. And it's a direct result of, of the drug war that happened in the 80s. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you know, putting people in jail for uh, the same amount of uh, crack as cocaine. They're different amount of jail time. Right. 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 And, and so people are going to jail for long periods of time for nonviolent crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. put, put, put you know, I mean, you're putting people at risk. Once it's illegal, you're doing crimes to 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 support your habit. Yeah, and right. what's interesting yeah. is uh, I'm sorry to no, cut you off, no, but but uh, I would think more people die in the U.S. on legal drugs than illegal drugs, right? I, I mean, alcohol is a legal drug, and mm. a lot of people die from alcohol, from right. DUI, mm-hmm. you know, from you know liver it's disease, true. from all, all these things, and you know it's legal, so mm. that doesn't change the fact that it's, right. it's bad for you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. So people are going to do it regardless. Same with tobacco. Tobacco's the biggest killer in in the U.S. Right. Tobacco kills more than uh, car accidents, more than basically anything, murders. Right. right. But right. tobacco is tobacco a drug, or is it the drugs that they're putting in the cigarettes, they're lacing the cigarettes with? You know. Well, I mean? tobacco has the nicotine. Nicotine. Is, nicotine yeah. is uh, nicotine is inherent of tobacco. Uh, I believe they. I, I, you can't quote me on this, but yeah. I, I think they put yeah. it in there to make it addictive. Right. You know, yeah. That's why. It, yeah, why I think it's yeah. added. I'm not sure yeah. if it's part of tobacco, but. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and and when you say addiction uh well first of all like the the what you said about the prisons like it's absolutely correct like it's become a industry that's the other thing that once the war on on drugs started and they saw that they could make money off people right then why stop it you know what i mean like keep pushing it so money there and then it's a a level of uh discrimination yeah uh, racism there uh so it's it's a way to to continue that that level of of controlling uh, minorities mm-hmm. without saying, hey, we're keeping slaves or what we're doing, you know. Right. So See, that that part I would have to do some research on because I, I know that it's a fact that minorities are in prison in disproportionate numbers. Uh, so I guess the research would be, you know, what percentage or how much does that stem from oppression or from racism, you know what I'm saying? Or right. Like what right. really is the root cause of that? But... Um, the other thing I was going to say is when you say uh, brain disorder, right? When you say chronic disorder, right. um, are you talking about just substance abuse or like all kinds of addiction? All kinds of addiction. Like sexual addiction? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, parts of the brain uh, releasing dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you get pleasure out of tons of things in, in life. That That's f- directly from the dopamine in your brain. Right. So you're eating, you get pleasure out of that. You have sex, you're getting right. pleasure out of that. And some people get addicted to those things. Yeah. Um, we usually talk about substance use and alcohol use because um, th- these are a lot of consequences are happening because of it. Right. And uh, the amount of dopamine that's released from these is, is way, way higher than anything you can get from regular things like uh, sex or food. Right. Or you know whatever you know playing basketball or whatever, whatever uh, it may adrenaline be. yeah, yeah. Right. so so the, you're talking about the highest you could get uh, uh, from dopamine in, in like milli milliliters or milligrams I'm sorry mm-hmm. it's a hundred right so you you go to a drug like methamphetamine you go in the high thousands 
Mm. You're not supposed to feel that way. Right. So right. when you, you get off that and you're trying to have pleasure out of eating food, no, nah, it's right. not going to happen. Right. So it, it takes time to get back. So I think I have a Marvel problem, to be honest with you. Like, I think I have a small addiction to Marvel. I'm not trying to make light of the subject, but I really can't think about anything else for the past couple of days after I watched Endgame. You know that was I mean? the worst segue. <laughs> you want to talk about Endgame so badly, dude. That was what? the worst segue. Just like Did tell- it feel a little forced? I mean, what happened? A little bit. A little bit. You have a Marvel addiction, really, homie? <laughs> we need to put you in treatment for that, man. Yeah. Well, do you see any, uh, like you said, maybe like more normal addictions in your, you know, in, in your um, uh, everyday? I mean, at this point, we haven't had any anything other than, you know, drugs or alcohol. Okay. But things come along with it, right? You could be, you, they come in for drugs and alcohol and they have a sex addiction or they have a... You know, mm. some other disorders that not not necessarily have to deal with addiction. You know, you have mental disorders that come with it as well. And what about tobacco? Tobacco, um, we don't deal with that at our our place, but they have groups for that. They yeah. have smoking sensation groups. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be like one of the hardest ones to kick, right? Uh, well, absolutely. You know, they do. It's on purpose because, you know, they 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 target people and and. Nicotine is one of the most addictive drugs, mm. you know. Yeah, that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was stop smoking uh, tobacco and nicotine. Were you an everyday smoker? Every day, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I ranged all the time. Like, there was times where I would do, like, you know, I got as high as a pack, you know what I mean? Like a day or something like that Yeesh. at some point, you know. So I, yeah. I would only smoke cigarettes when I when I was doing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> same, same. Yeah. 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 I, I was if a, I popped a roll or something, you know, yeah. I'd smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Or if I was like yeah. tripping on acid or some shit, I, I would should, do cigarettes. I was going to talk about that because like we said before we started recording, you guys said like, oh, if I do something, I do it like all the way. Yeah, you know? definitely. And, mm-hmm. I, definitely. and I feel like... Um, you know, in a, in some addict's case, right, like that can be like, okay, they, they become addicted, they go all the way with it, uh, ho- you know, hopefully they have some kind of revelation when they, they hit a certain point, you know, in the process or whatever, and then they come out of it, right? But then you have other people that don't, that do know how to like not go all the way every single time or whatever, like, and I don't know how to explain that, but like, for example, me, like with my drug use when I was younger. You were you moderate. Know? I was yeah. never the guy that was yeah. like the most taking the most, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I was always like, yeah, I'm going to just take two or three and chill and go home. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, and yeah, of course there were times I got up there, you know what I mean? But <laughs> even then I, there was, you know, I wasn't the, I wasn't the most fucked up, I guess, like not anything to brag about, but I'm just saying like, I'm, not, I'm extended, not as bad as that guy. <laughs> it extended, yeah. it extended the, the duration of time that I was doing drugs. Cause I was like, oh, like I can handle my shit. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know? Right, right, yeah. and you know everybody's different. Yeah, um, and there, there's a whole you know there's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be on on the beginning stage, mm-hmm. or you know the a, a severe case. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have as many consequences as a person that has a severe case. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was like your moment like how what's your story if if you don't mind sharing it like? No, I, I don't care, man. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I'll tell you whatever. Uh, yeah. So so I have four and a half years in, in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. But I've been going at it trying to to get sober for like almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, my first time in, in treatment, I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 36 now. Okay. You know, so that, that tells you I didn't get it the first time, mm-hmm. or the second time, or the third time, mm-hmm. or the fourth time. But um, this last time around, I, I just it, it was, I had lost so many things, including my mind. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I had lost out that outside things. You know, my job, my girl left me with, with my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. But what what really got me was that I was uh I was like hallucinating, man. I wasn't I wasn't that that's something I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I was from drinking. From drinking. Okay. From drinking, man. Mm-hmm. So you would drink and start hallucinating. Uh, I would drink and and not know how real stuff was, you know, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it, it, I don't think it was from the alcohol. It was more of a, the effects of what it did to my brain. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the progression of what happened to me, you know, over mm-hmm. time, because before it was just outside consequences happening. Mm-hmm. Now it's just my, my, my brain was pretty messed up, man. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You realize pretty quick, right? That you want to change when it's something that's interior now. Right. It's, yeah, and, it's not and just I'll the tell outside. You what, I, I didn't find, I didn't, I didn't get it right away, even though I knew that was happening. Yeah. You know, because, it's just hard. No, of course. <laughs> it's just yeah, hard. It's you know what I mean? Because yeah. alcohol uh, was my solution to a lot of things mm-hmm. until it stopped, stopped working for me. Mm-hmm. And what do you think made it click this time? Like, so, so you know, you experienced that and then you decided to seek help, right? Right. So, so this time around, um, I didn't go the professional route. Mm-hmm. I went, you know, going to uh, 12-step meetings, you know, and, and because I had done it before and I knew it worked for me, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, but... The hardest part was making the decision mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. it. Right. You know, uh, well, once I, I was I made that decision to like, all right, let me try this again. Mm-hmm. Then it, it it went went well, man. It, like my confidence started building back up. But it's hard to make that decision to like, all right, I'm giving up this thing that did so much for me, and uh, it's 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 just like the the smoking the right. tobacco with you. It's like it, you have an obsession to do it yeah. you have a physical need to do it yeah. you know a mental fa- issue to do it yeah. yeah so so yeah i didn't i was gonna compare it like obviously i know it's not the same thing in the sense of like i think maybe tobacco is probably a little easier to, i don't know if there's easier or harder things to quit but right. you know i would say tobacco is in my mind easier than alcohol to quit right uh because alcohol like physically you, you know, you I think it numbs you, right? Yeah. And then if you don't do it, all the stuff that was numb starts to come back up. So you're yeah. like, oh, crap, I, I don't feel good, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but with tobacco, it was, yeah, man, I mean, it took me years to quit. Like, years and many, many, many tries. Yeah. And, you know, there were times where I would stop for, like, I don't know, a few months. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I can handle it now, you know? Yeah. And nah, hell no. Like, and I've had to come to the realization that, if I take one drag, I'm fucked. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Basically, like, that's it. You know, so and, and it doesn't help that uh, everybody around you smoking cigarettes. And, yeah. and nobody cares that you're stopping. Right. No, right. no, yeah. no. It's it's hard, yeah. and it's hard for you to kind of put that on on someone. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's difficult because you gotta you still live your life. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't not go to the. I mean, avoid cigarettes forever. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And it was so hard at first, you know. Right. And it's but hard. It gets easier. It, it's hard socially too. Absolutely. Like with your, you're with a group of friends that you all smoke together, and then like the first time you got to say, "Nah, I'm good," and they all look at you funny. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a lot of social nah. like repercussions to it too. Trust me, that that's that's a big issue. And in, in when I'm dealing with my my clients, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, how am I gonna hang out with people anymore? How am I gonna you know with cigarettes or with drinking? Or, yeah. You know, it's just like. What do I say? Do I tell the truth? Do I, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody has their own own way of dealing with it. Right. You know, me, I don't. I don't care. I say, hey, look, I don't drink. I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. Right. But uh, some people seems they, like the best way they, to me. Some people they don't want to share that with their status with somebody. Right. You know, especially if you're at a work, 
yeah. yeah work event you don't you don't want to be that guy mm -hmm. right 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 so, right so you know it's just oh i'm, I'm on a diet right you know that everybody you has their something own. up yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 no i mean uh for example i i have a chef that we work with that you know he's in recovery and he's very proud of it you know what i mean and he yeah. he's now a sponsor for people and yeah. that kind of stuff too you know so uh, that's another thing I've noticed about uh, people that are in recovery is like you want to kind of reach out and help others. And I think it's because you've kind of been down these roads, you know, that you know how difficult it can be, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that's one of the biggest part of my recovery now is helping other people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how the hell it works, but when you help other people, it's like he's helping yourself. Mm. You know, it's, it's kind of like... You know, I'm, I'm a selfish person and I'm doing it because I know it helps me, yeah. you know, but at the same time, it does feel good to help other people. Yeah, of course. Know? Especially if they're in the same place you were, you right. know, so that, that's why I like this time. I mean, I dived pretty deep into the recovery thing. I got my, my job is recovery. You know, mm -hmm. I do my own recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a, a volunteer thing that I do with recovery. So it's it's. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I went pretty extreme because I'm scared to go back to the way I was, right. you know? Mm. So you're yeah. kind of addicted to recovery. Addicted, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can well, say that's that. a good thing to be addicted to, yeah. right? You yeah. can say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you noticed a spike in uh, people being addicted to opioids? Absolutely. Recently? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, that, that's the big killer these days, man. Yeah. And you, you don't necessarily have to have a, a long... Uh, a history of using the drug to, to overdose from that. You know, yeah. you're seeing kids die from overdoses that, you know, have been, barely been using the drug really? because of how strong the drugs are now. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. fentanyl and carfentanil. I can't uh, fuck with none of that shit. Man, that's, and yeah. well, here's the thing now, man, that they're cutting everything with it now, and not just opioids with, with, with that. Mm -hmm. It's coming out in cocaine and it's coming out in, in, in weed, man. Mm -hmm. and, and like, we, it has no business being in, <laughs> cut with yeah. that, you know? Uh, but it, there's cases coming out with that, you know, mm. like to make it more potent. You mean like, well, that, that's the idea. But, uh, you know, I have no idea why you would cut cocaine with with fentanyl. Right. Right. Yeah. There are two different ones up, ones down. Right. Know? Right. So, right. You're putting yourself in danger. Yeah, doing but, that. but yeah. you know, it's just it's, it's 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 there, man. I have a, a, a lady um, that has come spoken for us a couple of times. Her son died from a, a overdose from cocaine mm -hmm. because there was fentanyl in it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, you never know what you're getting with cocaine. You don't know what they cut it with, man. Yeah. yeah. I read in an article that uh, with the opioid crisis that every three weeks, there's a body count as big as 9-11. Yeah. Every three weeks, there's so, a 9-11. So wow. uh, in 20, 2017, 72,000 people died from an overdose. That's wow. more, than, more than the Vietnam War. You know, it's crazy. And, and that's 17. So 18 that's is more. That's a high number. That's not yeah. the number I expected. Yeah. And yeah. that's just overdose. Add the alcohol deaths, that's 88,000. You're 100 and something thousand deaths a year, man. Yeah, that's you know? a lot, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's a little, you know, it, it's ironic that there was this war on drugs and really, you know, it's kind of like the legal drugs are the ones that are doing the most damage, man. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I was uh, reading, I actually pulled out the article. I was reading it uh, earlier this week. My friend had forwarded to me, my friend Clay, uh, about this family called the Sackler family, yeah. right? And you, you've heard about them? Yeah, yeah. So just recently, I think they were uh, indicted or, you know, they put out some charges against them. But they've been doing this shit since like the 1940s, man. Yeah. And they were the ones that, that brought out OxyContin. At first, and these these people are billionaires. First of all, they have like a wing at the Guggenheim named after them. Like they've got yeah, shit all over the place. Pharmaceutical family. Yeah, they started with like soft pharmaceutical things, and then eventually, uh, I guess they coined 
the it wasn't it wasn't stress but it was the one that came right before that it was like some sort of like psychological something but that was the whole marketing scheme uh that basically justified them putting out these yeah, so it, they, what they did is uh uh they put pain as a uh uh what is it uh one of the things to that the doctors check on with you mm-hmm. so it's it's uh okay i can't think of the the, the sentence right now but Pain is actual something that they uh, assess when you go to the doctor now. When they they weren't even asking about that. Right, right. You know, so now now they're at, oh you got pain uh, we we got <laughs> we got pills now, right right you know and, and they're pushing it on the doctors they're pushing it uh, sure they get incentives to push the absolutely pills. Yeah. and and then um, they they had uh, a, a thing where they would push the pills to the doctor and if they they prescribe the pills they'll they'll give um, money undercover by by having them be a, a keynote speaker at events right. yeah. so they really were you know yeah. it was a bullshit event and they're just paying them that's what a uh, penny does on big bang theory she sells pharmaceuticals to the doctors. <laughs> but the interesting thing about the sackler family is they don't put their name on any of the shit that they sell yeah like they distance themselves yeah. as much as possible or like you see other billionaires you know I they mean, put their name is sack <laughs> put that on anything either but i'm just saying like even the name of the parent company isn't sackler like they've yeah. they've it's, done I think it's purdue or something it's like purdue Phar- yeah. pharmaceuticals yeah oh, so they, like the chicken like the chicken that's yes. what i thought too yes. yeah no but it's not the same company I, but right? it's I, big, I hope not <laughs> no, i hope not too i don't like my pharmaceuticals and my chicken mixing nah, it's no. big pharma not big farm yeah ah. <laughs> bars, bars. Um, but yeah i think that's Double interesting i think that's interesting that they don't put their names on, on something like it tells me that yeah. they know that they're selling death you know what i mean and, yeah. and they don't want it to come back yeah. to that and, you know? and, it, and it's finally coming to light you know they're like yeah. you said they're doing uh, indicting other pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies as well yeah you know and, and um there was a time uh here in florida where they had uh pill, pill clinics right pill mills mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. where it was legal mm-hmm. and you go there and you, you get your pills there was, you don't need a prescription you just go wait in line right yeah right and uh th- so they, they had that was a big issue big issue and then the dea shut them down mm-hmm. but they forgot that they, they have an addiction issue now right, right? so mm-hmm. they shut them down with a whole bunch of people addicted now mm. So the, the the next thing is to, to go buy get try to get prescriptions or get off the streets as okay, heroin as yeah. heroin yeah. right and eighty percent of people that started with pills uh, or eighty percent of people that are on heroin started with pills hmm. like where do you feel like the role of government falls when it comes to recovery like do you think that there should be state funded programs absolutely absolutely yeah. man they, 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 there needs to be access for everybody mm-hmm. to treatment you know mm-hmm. only one in, one in ten people get treatment for for addiction mm-hmm. one in ten okay you know yeah that's a mm. low, low number that's a, that's a bullshit number right and and, and, uh, and that's because they can't afford it they can't afford it mm. they can't afford it mm. and, and and uh you know and, and then the ones that that are free they get full so quickly you know there's not enough places mm. um so so there's people that want to get help they can't get help right you yeah know? Hmm. well i mean if well if the government is going to spend money on a quote-unquote war on drugs I don't see why that wouldn't be, you know, at least part of the the consideration yeah. for how to spend that budget. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Now that I'm a conservative Republican, like <laughs> I've been kind of leaning more on the side of that the government should not fund these programs, right? But this is kind of like why I'm I'm glad we're having this discussion, right? Because I want to put a face to it, right? I want to like have a case. Of, of a person that at least I know through you or whatever the case is, right? So um, if 
I, I feel I err more on the side of the community, right? The community needs to step up, right? Mm-hmm, and, right. and fund these things. And the government should give non-biased grants, right? Like just on some lottery type shit. Like you apply for a grant, you meet all the qualifications, we pick a lottery and we give grants to certain organizations and then you're out of the drawing next year and next year, whole new year. So something to that effect. I don't know, I just made that up, but the point is like... (laughs) You know, something I mean, that's kind of how it works now. Yeah, I think with I, nonprofits they're giving stuff, out but. grants now for for people that are doing research on opioids and. But the problem is that once they give out a grant, they want to know how their money is being managed. Absolutely. So then they become involved in the actual like running of the organization. You know. Yeah. That's where I feel there's a huge part of the problem, right? Because now they're having to staff, they're having to do this, and there's opportunity for uh, conflict of interest there. You know what I mean? So, right. So my thing is. Give them, let the community dictate what the needs are, right? Let the organizations form, give them money randomly, right? Like that way it's non-biased, you know what I mean? And, and that's it. And then, I mean, I don't know, because my question is like where, obviously, look, I'm not against recovery, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a great thing. And I think if there's anything the government should fund as far as a social program, that's one of them, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think also, again, where does it end, right? Like, the problem is that another, somebody else comes and says, well, you know what? Overeating is a disease, you know? I want you to fund the program for this now. So now we're pulling money away from things that may actually need it for things that maybe are not, I'm not saying overeating is not a disease. I just use it as an example. But any anything else might be something not as serious, you know, quote, unquote. So Right, right. And, and I mean, here's the thing, man. They got plenty of money for prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, they got plenty of money for to, to uh, instant, you know, you do something, you're instantly in jail. No problem. You will, you don't have to wait for a bed. Right. You know, yeah. you're in prison. So what with that? I mean, okay. not that it's going to happen now, right. but, you know, all that money, you use it to treat these people instead of just put them in prison and, and just, you know, are you re- rehabilitating them, mm-hmm. you know, for these people that are going in for drug charges? Right. You know, they come out and you're going to use again because there was no rehabilitation. No, there's not. There's yeah. no focus on that. Well, I, I think I'm going to go full socialist on you right now, actually. <laughs> okay. Because damn, the, how the tables have turned. <laughs> I'm pretty conservative for a lot of things, but I do believe that there's certain things that in the free market, they're not scalable. Right. So there's not enough incentive, monetary incentive for people to go into being a counselor or being a you know mm. like helping going to like these fields where you're That's helping true. people i'll you know tell you I mean? right now there's, there's not a lot of money in being it's a not counselor. it's not scalable no. right. you know what i mean it's yeah. not like you release a product and you can like keep keep adding on top of that you know in, in the free the free market works great for those kind of companies you know but right. for again i've said it before for things like health education journalism the free market doesn't really work that well you know mm. so so i wouldn't be against as much as I think the government is fucking stupid, you know, and they really don't know how to do a lot, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad at my tax dollars going into something like this. I agree. You know? I mean, yeah. Like I said, yeah. If I'm funding something, this is what I want to fund. Shout know? out to Source Spoken, man. I've gone full so- uh, socialist. <laughs> Old Bernie yeah, Sanders. Yeah, he'd be proud of you right now. So yeah, <laughs> wherever he is, like, he's shedding a tear. He doesn't even know why. He <laughs> just came down his cheek for no reason. He's calling me comrade right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hail Hydra. He's going to split his food rations with me. (laughs) (laughs) My man's a full-blown communist. Hail Hydra. (laughs) 
But yeah, man, that's kind of where I stand. I'm gonna on keep that. trying until we talk about the it. The Marvel. Right? <laughs> you want to talk about Endgame? Let's talk about ending. Should we give a spoiler warning for anybody that hasn't seen it? Okay, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'm just gonna say it was cool. <laughs> it was a cool movie. No, you oh, so you don't want to get into it. You've been <laughs> yeah. like pushing for this thing. I just wanted you to fold. Now that you did, I'm I'm over. All right, go, man. Endgame. What do you want to say about it? Go. It was cool. I have a lot of questions though. Hit me up, Marvel. <laughs> what are your What are your questions? Spoiler alert, by the way. All like right. you have been warned. Yeah, okay. spoiler alert, for real. Fast Yo, forward. What are your this questions? Is, this is now, you're hearing this a week and a couple of days after the release. You, you haven't seen it, so let's keep I it, let's keep it kind of brief it, so that we're not being rude what? to our I don't guys. give a shit, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> So go, in, go right ahead. So. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I do not. All right. Thank you. Woo! No, we, got we got one. We got one. We, we found one. We're very rare, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Marvel. The movie was cool. There was a scene in it that was kind of like a splash page that was like a nerd's dream. Uh, my questions are all about the alternate timelines. It's like, really? Like, did you actually save anyone? Or did you just create an alternate timeline where you save those people? But in another timeline, all your friends are still dead. What did you think about that one scene in the middle of the battle where all the female characters just all happened to find each other at the same fucking place. I thought it was gratuitous, but I liked it. Uh, it kind of made me sick a little, man. Yeah. I hate when they push like the social justice agenda like so hard. You know, right. why do you have to give us that? Like, we get it, you know? Yeah. It's too much. It's too forced. I don't like it when it's that forced. But yeah, that bothered me. Yeah, no, I thought Cap being on the bench as an old man, that was kind of corny, you know? But anyways. I, the, I have problems. This is the last thing I'll say about Endgame, right? Like, I, I do have problems with, like, the time travel aspect mm -hmm. of Cap's ending. Right. But him ending it, like, thematically, right? Um, by going back to his, his love or whatever and having that dance that they've never... It's, it's kind of the perfect ending. It's kind of you know cool. I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. Thematically, it's perfect. Um, yeah. But the time travel shit just didn't work for a lot of for a lot of the different characters. How, I thought. So. How did he get the stone? I mean, the the red stone out of the black swan in a liquid form, and then it turned into a rock. And then he had it as a rock in a suitcase, and then went supposed to return it. He's supposed to put it back and leave it in its the element that he found it in, right? right. So like, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. There was so many holes, man. Yeah. There were so many holes. Whatever. Yeah. I hear, anyway. I hear this this uh, going back in time as I think back of the back to the future. Yeah, <laughs> they referenced it the whole yeah. the whole movie yeah. long, which was pretty cool. I yeah. like that part about it. Yeah, I didn't because they kind of shitted on Back to the Future. So <laughs> fuck Marvel. I'll take Back to the Future over Marvel any <laughs> yeah. day of the week. What kind of what kind of role do you think Hollywood plays in addiction? How was that segue? Hey. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was gonna bring up it's not Hollywood, but um, this like the rise that happened in the last like ten years with like rappers talking about yeah, lean, yeah. about Absolutely. sipping lean. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. shit bothers me, man. Absolutely, me too. man. And I mean, I, this is just opinion, man. All 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 the music that's coming out is just pure like Molly Percocet, you know. Mm. Right. Sure is like, what, what is that? You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty catchy, but <laughs> right. at the same time, it's like, who, who's listening to this music? Little kids, you know, man. and then who they want to know what this is. Yeah. Of course, you know. So it, it's, I don't know, man. It, and I'm not a censorship guy, too, you know. But like, I know yeah. that a lot of people heard that lean shit on records, and then they started doing it because I know people personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. 
again, we, I don't like censorship. You know that be sipping on lean, dog. <laughs> I know, so, I know a few guys. What, you friends, want me to like dog. put some people? You want me to put people out? On, dude? Like, damn, got huh? some gangster What's friends. His, dog? his address and <laughs> right, right. Uh, nah, but it, it bothers me a little bit, man. No, yeah. So yeah, like that's Fucking a good example. That drinking cough syrup, dude. Mm-hmm. So I think it's social responsibility, though. Like you know, it's not so much about censorship. It's like you as the artist. I mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe he really loves Molly and Percocet together, you know? So he's like, yeah, this is yeah. what I love. This is what I'm going to write about. And I guess that's not, that's a complicated thing because I don't find that negative. But at the same time, society is what accepted it. Society is what right. said, like, this is going to be a hit song. You know right. what I mean? So I don't know. It's complicated. Right. It is tough, especially if yeah. you got young kids listening to it. Yeah, I that's agree. That. Like I said before, that's when their brains are developing and they're trying this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you never know if they're gonna have that addiction, you know. Right. So, sure. It's funny, like talking to you, you know, after we just smoked a blunt outside <laughs> before the show, you know. Yeah. But like, you know, I feel like you're. Yeah, y'all just smoked the blunt. Not, not no, no, no. We, we smoked. The, yeah, yeah. Let me be. Just clear. Let me be yeah, very be clear. clear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. But um, he did not partake, and neither did I. I haven't, but I haven't detected like a change in your in your attitude. Like it's very non-judgmental, and it's like nah. you know, like no, nah, I'm at. Uh, I mean, just because I don't do drugs or I can't use drugs, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't judge people for mm-hmm. that that can do it. Right. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm just here to, to identify for those that need help because they, they, they can't stop or they want to stop and they can't stop. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. If you get, I mean, I'll tell you right now, if I could use drugs and alcohol successfully and with no consequences, I'd be high with y'all right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, but there's always mm-hmm. a consequence, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. So, yeah. so right. I mean, you know, it, yeah. it was fun for, 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 for some time for me. Right. And, you know, but consequences c- caught up to me and then it was not even worth right. it. And e- even then when I knew it wasn't worth it, I was, I still was a hard to, to stop. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, alcohol is all over the place. People drink, people yeah. smoke, you know, they're about to legalize it, yeah. you know, and, and there's medical use for, for all this stuff too as well. So I, I can't be knocking things you know that that uh, you know all my friends, you know I got a bunch of friends, you yeah. know that still drink and smoke. Yeah. It's like I'm not gonna be like hanging out with them on a, like 24 seven like I used to. Right, right. of course. But I, I still got friends and I, I hang out. Sure, I could go play ball or do this or yeah, do that. Absolutely. You know I, mean? um, I, but also like alcohol is like a lubricant, man. Like that's you know for example like I what I've drink lately. Like, I don't feel good. Like, obviously, you know, you, you hear a bunch of old people saying this. Like, yo, I don't recover the same way anymore <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah. And it's true. Bro. It's true. Like, I don't recover the same way, man. I fucking hurt for a day <laughs> after I drink. Yeah, the next day sucks now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, for example, yeah. like. That's why you keep drinking. You should. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, like uh, I had a thing. Like, on New Year's, I got fucking wasted right whatever <laughs> and i had like felt like shit for a couple of days right so then the next time i had to go to a social gathering i was like yo i'm not drinking fuck that shit you know right. but it was a wedding and it was a friends of erica's like i didn't really know anybody there you know what i'm saying right. so li- i literally walked in and i was like yeah i need a drink you know what i'm saying <laughs> like so right i feel like that's kind of programmed into us a little bit like absolutely it, you know and i it, it's hard to deprogram that man you know? absolutely man yeah. an- you get anxious in the new crowd you know what I mean? yeah and the, and people tell you the drink is the way to relax or whatever yeah. you know but it's not 
And maybe, I don't know, maybe it is, but it's, it shouldn't be the way. It shouldn't be, it should find that within yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that, you yeah. know, but the easier said than done. Yeah, that's the hard part, right? Right. You know, especially, you know, when yeah. it, it's a program thing, right? Yeah. You've done it for so long, like, all right, this is what I do to socialize. Right. You know, now, oh, now I can't do it. I'm not going to go out anymore. Yeah. What I do now. Right. You know, but it, over time, it becomes natural. Yeah. You know, over time, because you're learning how to do it again. Mm -hmm. Because naturally, you're supposed to learn how to do these things in life anyway. Right. But for like for me, I didn't learn how to do it when I was supposed to, mm -hmm. because I was using alcohol and drugs to to help me do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so getting sober, it was like, oh shit, this is this is weird. I feel weird around people. I, I can't do this. But over time, it, it gets easier. It gets easier. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting that you mentioned that now you're kind of like addicted to therapy, right? So have you found that that's maybe a, a useful tool um, to helping people kick their addiction is maybe like find something healthy that they can be addicted to instead of what they're currently addicted to? Like, is yeah. that something that you kind of try to try to well, push with, with, with early recovery? People are still trying to discover who they really are, mm -hmm. you know, and who, who you know, the things they used to like to do, uh, you know, they stopped doing it, mm -hmm. you know, so getting getting clean and sober. They're, they're discovering themselves again. What do they like to do? You know, um, for, for me, what, what really helped me was finding a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, before I didn't know what the hell, I, why am I here? What do I, what do I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have nothing to my name. And I, and, right. but now my purpose, I know is to help other people. It's and amazing. It, and it, it really, really, you know, it's like, I, it's the number one thing that's helped me in my recovery. Yeah. Um, and for other people, it may not be helping other people, but it may be some, some other purpose. They find a, you know, if I help a, a young person get into school and they find out they want to be a lawyer or they want to, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really everybody just trying just clearing the way so they can discover who they, they are and what, what they're, they, what they want to do. Gotcha. Yeah. That's something that, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about a lot that I like that he says, life is not about happiness. It's about finding a purpose, mm -hmm. you know, right. like happiness is kind of. Yeah. overrated he's like where did we get this idea of that we're supposed to be happy that we're know? yeah that we're owed that you yeah, know right. it's more about finding a purpose yeah i think that i think it's a i like how you said that yeah thanks thanks man for sure what's been um like what would you say has been like uh, an extreme case uh for someone that you thought whoa man this person you know is is very deep in it yeah. and where they've been able to come out of it and and you know hold it well, man well I mean, you, you can see even celebrities, you know? Right. Have you seen Steve-O? Yeah. Yeah, man. Man, that, that guy was totally messed up, yeah. man. He he's, got, he's got like 10 years now mm -hmm. in recovery, you know? And there, there's... Russell Brand is another Russell one, Russell Brand, 15 yeah. years, man. Yeah. You know, the, 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 it's great to see hopeless cases mm -hmm. recover. Eminem, Eminem, Royster 5'9". Yeah. I don't believe I, that there's a hopeless case. You know, I, I just, yeah. I know that the, some cases are more severe than others. Yeah, and then when I say hopeless, it, it's it's right. how, how they feel. You know, like, I, I, there's no way I'm going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. Or or people like, this guy's never going to make it. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's going to die tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. um, and people like that recover daily. You know, right. recovery is possible for anybody, you know, and I'm, I'm living proof of that, man. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I was uh, at one point suicidal. You know, I tried to kill myself a couple of times. You know, I, I have been Baker acted in the psych ward. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been to jail. You know, all these things happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I look at back at it now. It's like my, my life is a complete 180 of that. Nice. You know, and that's why, like, I'm so open about sharing my story with anybody because people that are at that point right now, they'll be like, Okay, okay. Yeah. If this guy could do it, I could do it. Absolutely, man. I think it's a noble cause, noble effort. 
uh, what you're doing, you know? So, and yeah, I mean, I can't think of a better way to help yourself than to help others. Really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no. I, mean, no. No, I know it sure. sounds like funny, no. but I, I, I laugh because I, <laughs> I understand, you know, yeah. that's why I did it in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, what about funding? Like how hard, like, or what journey are you on to get funding? Is it difficult to get funding? Is the, uh, I know you mentioned FI, you work for FIU, right? Right. So do uh, they fund any programs or how does that so work? So what we got in the works right now is, uh, so we, we have a student organization. The, the name is Panthers for Recovery. Okay. And so I founded that uh, organization in, in 2017. And basically it is to help students that are looking for help on campus because there was nothing available before. Mm-hmm. And what happened to me in, in my, when I was doing my undergraduate there, uh, I had close to three years uh, without drinking or drugging, and I stopped doing everything that, that uh, it got me to that point, right? Mm-hmm. My life was good on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my, my new kid, had a, I was going to school, I had a, a good job, mm-hmm. but I was getting really, really frustrated at life. Um, it's because I stopped doing all the re- recovery things that got me to that point. Mm. Um, and slowly, slowly, the, the obsession to drink and drug came back. Mm-hmm. And I used and I drank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found it uh, very easily on campus. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a, a bar right on campus in the Chili's there. Okay. So if I wanted to drink, I went right there. And uh, uh, three years, I had a drink and I had a very bad relapse uh, that lasted about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, during the, the relapse, I went to the counseling office on campus uh, for, the, for one of those times where I had a, a willingness to, to get help. Yeah. And they, they come come and go. Yeah. You know, they're not, it's they like a wave that you're trying yeah, to catch. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't, they don't last that long either. Right. So I went to, I went to, the camp, to, to the counseling office and I asked them, hey, look, I need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told me, hey, look, we don't have nothing on campus. Wow. We have no type of support. Um, you go to this outside treatment center that's over here. You, know, that's, you got to go somewhere else. Right. And you know, soon, not, soon, not, yeah, like the moment's left, gone. So yeah. as soon as I left, I, I'm, I'm back at it again. Yeah. You know, um, so when I got back into recovery, this was something that stuck in my mind. Um, and then, you know, in developing Panthers for Recovery, it was really like, all right, let's make sure that doesn't happen again mm-hmm. uh, for anybody. With a campus of uh, upwards of 56,000 students, right. you know, uh, you don't want that to happen again. No, definitely not. Man. And so we're, we're, we're trying to transition the, the student organization into a full po- program now. Okay. Yeah. And how difficult is that process? Um, you know, with the, the student organization that we have, Panthers for Recovery, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's limited in how much we could help, mm-hmm. you know, because we could, we could have meetings throughout the day, but if somebody comes to, during the time we don't have a meeting, uh, you know, that, that willingness, that, that window of opportunity might wear off. goes away. Mm-hmm. So we want to start a program that's there, uh, have an office to open throughout the day mm-hmm. and have a designated staff and, you know, just provide as much support as we can on campus. And so the ball is in the university's court right now and we're asking for uh, some funds and we're asking for them to help us open this program. Um, and and you know, they're very supportive, but it, 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 with the university, there's always a, a politics that goes on. And right. Who needs what more than them, and who needs this money more? Than, so mm-hmm. that's the part I really hate about it. But even though everybody knows we need it, it's right. like, we, all right, well, how come we're not doing it yet? But we, we, it's a process, man. And aside from your own personal experience, how big of a problem do you think addiction is in, within the, or, the uh, university? 
I think every university is is a big issue. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think of uh, college, you think of university, you think party, you drugs, think party. alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you think higher education. Right. 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 So it, I mean, that's that's the stigma that comes with with, with college. Right. I didn't even think of the higher. I didn't even make it <laughs> right. to that part. Wait, wait a minute. They right. got classes here. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. When yeah. they start that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it's 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 readily available on campus. You know, and. Um, you know, some students are not ready to, to, you know, but for those that are ready, we don't want to turn them away. And it's a crucial time in a lot of people's lives because it's the first time they've been away from home. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're on their own. They've got nobody watching them over. That is, that is a a, a very good point because that's exactly why, uh, people use for the first time on college, right? Because you're no supervision. Mommy and daddy ain't there. Exactly. And, And so they have a, a, uh, I think called the red zone, which is like the first uh, few months in summer up until like September. And this is the fir- when the kids are away for the first time and they, they don't really know how college goes. So people are getting uh, mm. messed up and, and they're getting sexually assaulted, you know, mm. because of, of the amount of, they don't know how to react to these uh, substances and yeah. dr- drinking for the first time. And, and it's easy prey for people that, that want to assault them. Wow. Yeah, I think within the the university, you kind of just opened my eyes to that and realized, you know, how bad of a problem that probably is, you know, yeah. within the actual university. So, and and how far along are you in this uh, in this process? You're pretty much like yeah. you said, the ball's in their court. Yeah, well, yeah, we we did the proposal. You know, mm-hmm. I had to put together a whole strategic initiative, you know, and and bunch of research and stats and mm-hmm. how much money we want and, and you know and then other programs that are doing it throughout the United States and this is not a new thing they're doing it at other colleges right so we didn't invent this thing right. we're just like we, we feel like we need one here or mm-hmm. every college should have one right we, especially Definitely. here since we're in Miami right right and then we have a, the, one of the biggest uh, u- public universities in the country yeah it's mm-hmm. Vice City <laughs> exactly yeah. Man. yeah you know yeah, people specifically come here to yeah. do that stuff. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, it's amazing. I think it's really good work what you guys are doing, man. Thanks, and man. I hope you get approved. And, you know, there's, I don't know, I mean. What, what I'm sure the data is on your side. Absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely. So, so really it, it's up to the willingness of the university to, to prioritize this right. over, over other things. But it's like, right. you know, it's, it's. Is a basketball team or a volleyball team really more important than, you yeah. know, than making sure that, the, you yeah. know, the students are safe? The monetizing yeah. thing you said again. Yeah. Yeah. It's not scalable. It's That's can't what monetize. I, look, yeah. as much as, as I am a proponent of capitalism, right? Because mm-hmm. I am. I'm not by any means am I like some kind of socialist. I'm not, you know. I ah. believe that the capitalist system works, but I, I do know. think it has holes just like any other system. It's not perfect. And, uh, you know, what you're saying right now is really puts a big uh, magnifying glass on this on this problem, this hole where the capitalist system just can't account for. Right. You know, and and you said it should be up to the community. But the way I see it right now, it is up to the community and And not not enough things are being done. So Mm -hmm. at what point should the government intervene? Right. Like what is the responsibility of the government? So I wanted to, to chime in real quick on that because this is a, a, a different from many other issues because mm-hmm. um, with when you talk about addiction, you have a lot of people that are in programs that are anonymous, 
right? And okay. so you, you don't know how much how many people are in recovery, right? Mm. Right? You don't definitely, you know, and it's it's become lately people are more uh, speaking up, you know, more freely, mm-hmm. but. It hasn't always been. In the past, that, yeah. we haven't had a voice, right? You know, and and, and uh, you know, we've learned learned from uh, movements like uh, the HIV thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people started protesting and started doing things, and then things started happening. Right. With with addiction, people. Uh, I, I, I keep, I'm anonymous. I don't. I don't want people to know that right. I'm in recovery. Right. right. So, and that's how the HIV thing was at the beginning too. Yeah, right. Didn't, nobody wanted to say that they they had it or right. you know. Yeah. So, so do you feel like there should be more of an openness? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And and but I, I I get I get there's still the stigma. Of course. You know, I know tons of people that that you know work in places where they can't say it because they'll yeah. be looked looked at different. Right. You know, mm. or they won't be given that job, or they won't get that you know the raise. Um, you know, and that's sad that it's that way. But it, it's you know, that's the way the, the society is. You know, I I've dived into this, so I don't really care who knows my, my status mm-hmm. because you know, that's what I do mm-hmm. yeah. but not everybody has that luxury and, and you know for those who can speak up you know I would encourage those people to speak up because you never know who's going to hear that will, that will ask for help that normally wouldn't mm-hmm. you know um, it's happened no, numerous times where, where you know you just catch that person at the right time they, they hear something and, and they want to get some help so that being said, like anybody that's listening to this show right now that, you you know, maybe they want to get some help or, or, you know, where would you direct them? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, um, you know, d- depending on where they're at, I-, I would say the easiest way. Here in Miami. Here there, in I Miami. would say that most of our listeners are here in Miami. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I work at an outpatient treatment, you know, so for those that, that can't go, I would recommend that. Yeah. But for those that d- don't have money, mm-hmm. um. 12-step meetings are, are a viable option, mm-hmm. you know? So look you, for a meeting, look for a well, support system. Whether you go to AA or NA or, or CA or, you know, mm-hmm. SA, th- th- there's so many 12-step mm-hmm. meetings. And, and the reason that, that they branched out is because, you know, it has some some uh, progress. You know, yeah. this it worked in people's lives. MA. Yeah. MA, Mar- of course. Yeah, Marvel's yeah. Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I thought you could say Marijuana Anonymous. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my bad, Marijuana Anonymous. <laughs> Hey, you've, you've kept the trolling down to a minimum in this episode, <laughs> well, though. A, I, I appreciate it. It's a serious topic, man. You know, yeah. I, but but for, uh, on the real, man, uh, yeah. there, there is help. If you need help, man, uh, you you can reach out to to me personally, man. I'll give out my phone number online. You know, seven eight six three eight seven five thousand. Um, or if you want to go, real. if you want to uh, check out our our, our website is southmiamirecovery dot com, um, and then we have the one for FIU, which is go FIU dot edu slash p4r so all these have a lot a lot of uh resources on there for meetings or or, or you know just to, to reach out for help um and and there's always help out there man just, it, and it keep on trying if you've relapsed before just keep on trying man I, i'm not a uh yeah. one time and i'm sober I, it took me numerous times yeah. to, to get to here hey not to make light of it but i haven't drank coffee since like August of last year, and That's I good. did, and I did feel like it was an, an addiction to me. I I'm know sure my, you had some withdrawals going on there too. That's a pussy ass addiction. <laughs> I get it, you know. It's a <laughs> but still, we live in Miami. The Cuban yeah. coffee is abundant. You know, yeah. I work in an office where like literally, it's like every hour on the hour that's, is that's, somebody bringing a colada, dude. Oh man, that's tough. I think yeah. I feel like you offended people that are pussy ass addicted. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pussy ass addiction. It's fucking coffee. Like, oh come on, bro. But 
there's people who are actually addicted to pussy and ass. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, I haven't I haven't kicked that one yet. <laughs> Still looking for help on that one. Oh man. Um yeah, man. Anywhere else that they could reach you? Like you well, gotta like what well, I, I wanted to do this thing um real quick. I wanted to say like uh number one, thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah, thank man, you, man. I, thank you for, for yeah, sharing your man. story, man, and for for being that person that's out there, you know, trying to to help others, man. But definitely, I'm a selfish ass motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that. Mm. So I I rely on people like you to be out there doing the good work. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. So I could keep being a selfish so I motherfucker. Being a fucking prick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. I had a blast being out here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for mine. And I wanted to give you like a couple minutes if you know to speak to someone out there listening who's maybe having a hard time right now and like what you know what would you say to that person right um for, for that person that that is looking for help that wants help you know that there's always a place you could come to you know um whatever issue you have um that recovery is possible um it's worked in my life and it's worked in the lives of so many people that are, that are in recovery that uh we thought we'd never find recovery, but uh, you know, taking that first step is really hard. But knowing that uh, on the other end is is a, is a lot of uh, joy and and happiness, and uh, uh, you'll be able to reach your full potential. You know, um, before recovery, me, I, I had nothing to my name. I didn't have any degrees. I didn't have uh, jobs. Uh, every relationship I got into, I I, I destroyed. My family, um, they were. I put them through so much shit, you know. Mm-hmm. If that sounds like you, you can get better and you can recover. Word, man. Yeah, man. I love that. I love it too, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been really cool, man. You know, for yeah. the most part, we've had a lot of people in the art world on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of comedians, actors, rappers, producers, you know. But you kind of uh, brought a fresh perspective and i think something interesting for for our listeners to to kind of like digest you know and who knows who might be out there that that really needs to hear some of this stuff yeah yeah man thank thank you honestly even uh on the topic of politics which we talk a lot about on the show or like or bring up at least and um like yeah it's different to to know the person right that needed this help right than to say like oh the government shouldn't fund this or shouldn't fund that so definitely for me it's it's made it's gonna make me think about it in that way as well as you know what I can do to to help, you know, and 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 what vices I may have that I may not be looking at. And now you're a socialist again. <laughs> you went, you turned into Listen. a conservative. Now you're back on the left. There's only one thing I've never flip flopped about, and that's that I'm a flip flopper. Damn it. <laughs> we we should mention that we both took the political compass test uh, yeah. last week. You yeah. know, the, so like, there's this but, test and online. Who's the socialist? Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, you know, let's not go that far. No, okay? I'm going there. Right? So there's a test. It's political compass dot org if you want to take it or whatever they ask you a bunch of questions and then they kind of show you like where you are on the political spectrum yeah you know so I'm a, it's i'm a republican at the top it's, it's like four points at the top it's uh you're an authoritarian at the bottom you're a libertarian right. and then on the left you're a liberal and on the right you're a conservative basically so yeah. i landed uh well, we both did it i landed right on the, I landed on a libertarian, so the bottom quadrant or whatever, but slightly to the left. And you landed libertarian slightly to the right. Slightly to the right. Yeah. So, okay. so you really are a conservative. I'm a <laughs> conservative Republican now for many, many, many days. And I will be and joining I'm... the Communist Party Sorry. of Miami. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, guy. <laughs> 
Well, he joked about it on the podcast, right? He's like, oh, I just became a conservative. I've been watching Candace Owens' video. I'm like, really? Okay. So I have. We I, took the little political listen, compass test. I, honestly, I saw her recently in a discussion with Russell Brand, and I couldn't disagree with anything she was saying. Like, I do think she takes the fact that there has been oppression in this country. She kind of plays it off like, yeah, you know, get over it type of. That's kind of her message. But there's some little bit of truth to that in, in some sense. It's like, really, you can't dwell on that, you know what I mean, and use it as an excuse either. So I think a lot of people, a lot of these political voices, there's truth to what everyone is saying, right? Like, no one's got all the answers. Right. Where I draw the line, and I, I know I've said this before, but it's, like, worth mentioning, I think, is mm -hmm. if you're unwilling to criticize your own side and, like, assess your own side and call out the bullshit on your own side, then I don't take you seriously anymore. Right. And I think that's where Candace Owens kind of loses me. You know, like she says a lot of things that may be true, but then she'll hold on to certain things just because it's the conservative view, even though she may be wrong on it. So, you know, I kind of respect the people that are willing to, to criticize their own. Um, you know, I, I trust that they're coming from a place where they're trying to get to the truth and not just kind of like, root on their team root for their team you know what i mean you should run for government bro <laughs> you should run for mayor of miami who me yeah oh cool. yeah nah yeah <laughs> i'm good you're pretty convincing yeah even when you're wrong <laughs> do you want to be my running mate <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want me to be your running mate no absolutely not <laughs> i didn't Go think ahead. so <laughs> put it on the ticket i'll vote cool man anything else you want to yeah you want to mention man i want um i want tommy to plug the website again and the phone number. Okay. Uh, so for the Panthers for Recovery, it's go.fiu.edu slash P4R. Mm -hmm. And then for South Miami Recovery, just like it is, South Miami, South Miami Recovery.com. Remember that time that we had a barbecue at your house and Mal pulled out his nuts and showed them to your mom? <laughs> what the fuck? This shit took a sharp left turn, bro. I just remembered that shit right now. Yes, I you, do remember that. You yes, remember that, yes, right? Yes, I, I hadn't. I tried to get that out of my... my, my yeah. <laughs> you just, th thanks for bringing that back, right. man. <laughs> cool. That's crazy, Thanks man. for joining us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for real, man. Thanks a lot for coming through. This yes. was really, really dope uh, talking to you, man. Hey, Man, I loved it, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank and you. And before we sign off, I want—I do want to give a shout out to StereoStickMan.com. Oh, They—they yeah. wrote a pretty nice uh, article about us, man. I put in my two-week notice at work, son. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it. I made it. Yeah, they were cool enough to uh, review Human Sushi episode twenty-two. That was the four twenty episode, ironically, <laughs> right. um, with featuring Superman and wrote like a pretty, you know, pretty long article on it, and and were very complimentary. So you know. I thought, I honestly thought it was it was a, such a positive article. I thought it was somebody you knew. I was like, oh, this guy got somebody to do a fluff piece on it. So <laughs> like, nah, it's cool. It's some random person. Yeah, man. Nah, it was cool. So shout out Cute. to them, man. And uh, awesome. definitely check us out on the World Wide Web. That's right. It's all connected, guys. <laughs> HumanSushiBar.com. Check us out on Instagram, Human Sushi Podcast. Make sure you sign up for um, our mailing list. We're still doing yeah. the, the giveaway. As a matter of fact, uh, our winner just got her Human Sushi hoodie. Which she's loving. Nice. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to... Shout out to Beautiful Mess, a.k.a. Jacqueline. Word. And, um, and you could catch her rocking the human sushi hoodie on the Instagram. Call the number. You guys know the song. 561-702-4444. Five, six,
708-0072. Is it 561? You guys know the song, but Renee doesn't. Okay. 561-708-0072, man. What is it? What is it? 561-708-0072. Call the hotline. Make sure you leave us a message. We didn't have the Bento Box segment today. Right. Because there were no messages. Yeah, Risa, what happened? Yeah, don't leave us we're, a... Risa, you're spoiling us with, a, with with the messages every week, and now, you know, we don't have one, and I kind of feel, you know, you feel kind of naked when you're not being bitched at by, Rika, by oh, Risa. We, never, we were supposed to play all the all the raps back, too. Damn it. We'll do that on the next show. We'll do it on the next yeah. one. All we'll right. definitely play all the raps. Shout out to everybody that's called in with, a, with, with bars, you know what I mean? Right. We've got no whack verses so far. Yo, we're getting some... We're going to do an some album. fire here, shit. Though, yeah. Bars. Compilation. Yeah, some yes. fire shit. Shout out to everybody that's called in. And uh that's it. I think we're Gucci, man. It's another one in the bag, y'all. Yeah. Yes, sir. Alrighty, man. Thanks for coming through. We're this in- has been Human Sushi. We're in the end game now. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Turn this shit off. <laughs>